This is a podcast where you don't have to be perfect. You can be happy. Make your day count. Encouraging, uplifting, full of joy. You're worth more than you think. This is Entirely Unconventional, and I'm Lindsay Roberts. I pray for something miraculous to happen to you today. Hi, everybody. This is Lindsay Roberts, and I want to welcome you to Entirely Unconventional, encouraging, uplifting, full of joy. Let's make that our day today. Encouraging, uplifting, and full of joy. And today on that note, I want to talk to you about thinking inside the box. You know, a lot of people talk about thinking outside the box. And today I want to talk to you about thinking inside the box, a completely different concept, but a typical concept. Thinking inside the box is taking what you have and making the best of what's there and then moving forward with what you have. And I really believe today being entirely unconventional, encouraging, uplifting, full of joy, we can think inside the box as long as we do it according to the word of God. You know, when I talk about inside the box, I'm not the kind of person that is that fly by the seat of your pants kind of person. I'm more the kind of person that takes everything, assesses it, and tries to have a plan where in case we have an awful lot of different things happen, we at least have a basic plan to work with. Yeah, well, about that time you get that far and you've got your plan, the plans change. But I always say something, and I'll say it probably for the rest of my life. I always say, you're full of it. You know, whether that's a compliment, a compliment or not depends on what you're full of. Because what you're full of will manifest. I call it the lemon theory. What do you get when you squeeze a lemon? You get whatever it is that's on the inside. What do you get when you're squeezed? You get whatever it is that's on the inside. So today I want to talk to you about what's inside your box. Think inside the box. If we plan that box and think inside that box, then come what may with the devil, no matter what the devil tries to throw your way, no matter what the circumstance, the situation tries to throw your way, I believe you have tools of the trade according to the word of God that we can use how God wants us to use them. Think about the box in a couple of different ways. Spiritually, what's the box? Well, that's simple. It's the Bible. It's that parameter of, you know, like eight by 10 that keeps us balance that keeps us in the forefront of everything with the word of God. So whatever happens throughout the day, you can refer back to that box and look in your box, look in your toolkit, look in your toolbox and say, now what tools do I have to work with according to God's plan? And if we have the right tools in the toolbox, you can get the job done. I have a sermon about what tools are in your toolbox and I take out a toolbox and in my toolbox, <coughs> in my toolbox, it's real simple. What do you normally find in a toolbox? A hammer. Okay, when Satan is just hammering at you, go to your toolbox. Go to the Word of God. What's in the Word of God that can counteract every trick of the trade that Satan throws your way? If I believe, and I do believe, that what you're full of will manifest, let's be careful what we are full of. Let's be careful what's in the box. Number one, I want you to think about something. I want you to think very carefully about something I call baggage and bagels. What? Yeah, baggage and bagels. So I was on a trip with my kids when they were smaller, and we were going 
from Oklahoma into Dallas, from Dallas on the way to see Richard's daddy in California. And so it was real simple with Richard's daddy in California that we could have everything all prepared, have everything all planned. And I always, always, always traveled, no matter where I went, if I was just going down the street or if I was going to California, I'd take this, what I call my black bag. My black bag was like this shoulder bag that I had all of my stuff inside. And I was always very calculating. I was always very careful that if I were to take my three kids on a trip, I wanted to make sure I had the stuff that I needed to take on that trip. So I would always put, now what would you put inside your bag? If you're going to California and you got one stopover and you think it's going to be just a few hours, what would you put in your bag? Well, because I was traveling with kids, I put bagels cream cheese. I put my cell phone. I put my charger, which at that time we didn't have all of the cool equipment, but I had some stuff. And in that I had my work. I had entertainment for the kids. We didn't have all kinds of the fancy stuff we have now, but I had stuff for the kids to do. Well, on that particular trip, turns out there was a tornado. They're not that unusual in Texas. They're not that unusual in Oklahoma, but this one was a little unusual. We had landed on the, or we had stayed on the runway for a long time. Then they brought us in, then they boarded us back. And throughout all this time, at this point, they left us out on the runway for a long time. In fact, it was several hours, if I recall. And so what did I do? Well, with three children, what do you do? You pull out your bagels because they last a long time for me. You pull out your cream cheese. I had my little juice boxes. I had my little water bottles. And although it was heavy to carry, it was not excess baggage that was useless. It was very productive. Now think about that. I would give my children something to do while they were sitting on the airplane seat. I would give them something to kind of play with and keep them occupied. They had those little headsets. I gave them that. I gave them their bagel. I gave them their cre cream cheese and I gave them their little juice box. Meanwhile, I pulled out my work. So I was going to be productive the whole time. As I was doing this, I began to giggle because people started offering me money. I'll give you $10 if you have any more bagels. I'll give you $5 if I can use your cell phone. I'll give you, I'll give you, you know, now today, everybody's got their cell phone. But at that time, I had planned ahead and I saw that I didn't have excess baggage that was useless, but I had something protective. Bagels versus baggage. I had the bagels. I had something productive. I call it the five P's. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. What? Five P's. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. That's what I had in my physical bag. In my physical square box, so to speak, I was prepared. I didn't have excess baggage. I didn't have junk. I didn't have stuff that I wouldn't need, but I was prepared. Now think about that according to the Bible. If what you have to face your day was something like what I had to face that flight, if what you have to face your day is the infallible word of God, you make that box full of the word of God. That box is the Bible. And you open it up and you have, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you have all of the things that you have need of that when Satan comes against you with his toolbox, so to speak, with his hammering you today or trying to, you know, rope you into something you don't want to do or this or that, you have your own box. And if you're careful what you put in your own box, you put in the word of God. If we hide God's word in our heart, then the Bible's very clear. 
Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth begins to speak. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it eat the fruit thereof. So think about it this way. As a man thinketh in his own heart, so he becomes. What are you putting in? Because I always say, what you, ma- you manifest what you're full of. What are you full of? Again, if somebody said to you, you're full of it, is that a compliment? Or is it kind of a put down? It depends what you're full of. If you're full of the word of God, if you're full of praise, if you're full of scripture, if you're full of encouragement, if you're full of joy, if you're full of being uplifting, then when you begin to manifest it, then not only are you blessing yourself, but I personally believe you're blessing all the people around you. I was able, because I had a dozen bagels in my bag and only my three children, I was able to bless the people around me. No, I did not charge them the $10 that was offered. Don't think for one second that the thought didn't cross my mind, because it did, but no, seriously. I was able to be blessed and be a blessing because I carefully calculated what I put in my box. If you carefully calculate what you put in your box spiritually, hide God's word in your heart. I will worship you daily. Renew your mind daily with the word of God. If you do that, instead of filling your box with fear, worry, torment, disgusting things, depressing things, this, that, and the other things, whatever this, that, and the other things are, if they're not uplifting, if they're not encouraging, if they're not joyful, then I mean, seriously, think about it. Why do you want to fill your box with it? Well, you don't know what's in my life. I understand that more than you could possibly know. But I always say it's like we have two ears, one to put stuff in and one to let something filter out. So many times we do hear things we wished we didn't hear. Maybe we see things we wish we didn't see. Maybe someone says something that you wish they wouldn't say. Is that all part of life? Well, I think so. My, my husband says, problem with life is it so daily, and then he giggles because he is joking. But the truth of the matter is, life is life. Why do you have to renew your mind daily with the word of God? Because Satan comes to steal, to kill, and destroy just as much as he can. But if he has this particular scripture, if God has a scripture and it fits the nature of Satan, it says Satan goes around seeking whom he may devour. Are you one of those that he's like what I would call like an easy target? Or are you one of those that has put such a parameter around your box? I'm so full of the word. I'm confessing the word. Yes, you may have days like everybody has. But if you are filling your box, spiritually speaking, with the word of God, when Satan comes to steal, to kill and destroy, you can say scripturally, get thee behind me, Satan, you will not prevail. I resist you and the Bible commands you to flee. And we can say all the things that, that God has put in our heart as long as we have filled our box with the word of God. If we fill our box with something contrary to the word of God, should we be so surprised that what you're full of manifests? If you're full of fear, Should you be surprised fear shows up? I giggle about this, but there's an enormous amount of truth in it. What you're full of will manifest at three o'clock in the morning when you get up and it's dark and you go to get yourself a glass of water and somebody moved the footstool on the pathway to, to where the glass of water is. And all of a sudden, three of your toes point east and two of your toes point west. And all of a sudden, your pinky toe feels like, oh my goodness, what just happened? And suddenly you just want to scream. What do you say? What you're full of manifests. We can say, oh God, or we can say, oh God. 
You know, people say certain things about, good Lord, it's morning. But I like to say it, good morning, Lord. There's just a little bit of difference. But if you fill your box with the word of God, if you fill your heart with the word of God, if you fill your soul, your mind, will, and emotions with the word of God, when you get squeezed like the lemon, what comes pouring out is whatever it is that's on the inside. I believe we can realize and recognize that the devil is the devil. The thief, the devil comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Okay, we know that personality. How do you combat that? Well, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And when you want to face the life and life more abundantly, I believe that it's according to the word. Fill your heart with the word. Fill your box with the word. Fill your airspace with the word. Fill yourself with the word. Fill your mind with the word. Fill your emotions with your with the word. You know how they say your emotions are running away with you? Well, rather than let your emotions run away with you, how about saying something like, I have the mind of Christ. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I believe that when Satan comes to do what Satan does, we can combat it with the word of God. I have said the word of God so many times. My kids, when they were little, when they would respond to something, I'd say, now, what do you think about that? I remember my oldest daughter would say, word a word. She didn't, she wasn't even old enough to quote a scripture, but she knew it was the word. So she'd say, word a word, word a word. Okay, that was good enough for me. At least she knew she was supposed to say the word. It might not have been the exact scriptural word, but it was word. So she'd say, Word a word, word a word. Well, that was a great start. Start somewhere. Start by filling yourself with word a word. The word says, even if it's one scripture, by the stripes that wounded Jesus, I'm to be healed and made completely whole. Or I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Or the joy of the Lord is my strength. Start somewhere and start filling your box. Because I look at it this way. I call it real estate. If my mind is real estate and there's only so many acres in it, there's only so much square footage in it, in order for the word to come in, something else has to go out. And I believe as we put the word in, then the garbage has to go out. Garbage in, don't let it sit there. Garbage in, garbage out. And replace it with the word of God. Every time I put the light of the word of God in, the darkness of Satan's thinking has to go out. And that's my prayer for you today. I pray that you have a Bible knowledge of what to put in your box and what to take out. Don't just put in baggage and garbage and heavy lifting and bricks and stuff that gives you no value. Spiritually speaking, put in the bagels and cream cheese, something that will nourish you, something that will sustain you in the time when you need it the most. You know, when I talk about this, I always get certain questions either leading up or these questions get me to thinking about what podcast to do next. And here's a question about this. He said, I'm new to faith and still learning about what's in the box. The Bible feels, this is cute, the Bible feels big and overwhelming to me. Any advice where to start? Okay, so something I did one time when I needed healing, and I did have a working knowledge of the Bible, but I wanted to be specific. When I needed healing, and I kind of needed it, you know, immediately, 
I didn't have time for a Bible study course from Genesis to Revelation. And we have in our ministry something that we call Journey Through the Bible, which is actually wonderful. But it's, you know, it's you can pick a scripture, you can pick a book, you can pick the whole Bible, Genesis through Revelation. But there are those times when you have to start. Remember that song from, from The Sound of Music, Start at the Very Beginning? Okay, let's start at the very beginning with some basics. Say it is that you are believing God for healing. You don't have to go from Genesis to Revelation. Go in the concordance. Google it. Go online. Look at Strong's Concordance and look up something basic like healing scriptures. Find five healing scriptures. If that overwhelms you, find four. If that's not enough, find seven. Find healing scriptures like, I'm the Lord that healeth thee, and begin to repeat it. And, you know, maybe 20 minutes later say, you know what? God said, Jesus is the Lord and he heals me. I'm the Lord that healeth me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ. Find maybe three scriptures. And once you really get used to those three scriptures, find three more. My father-in-law, Oral Roberts, knew the Bible, what I would say kind of backwards and forwards, studying it all of his life that he was saved. He got saved, I think he was around 17. All of his life that he was saved, he studied the Bible. And I mean, he was a student of the Bible. But I'll tell you something that happened to him. When he was probably in his 80s, I'm going to guess, he went to heaven at 91. When he was probably in his 80s, he faced a situation that was really frustrating to him. And really interesting, the Lord gave him eight scriptures. And he knew them, but the Lord said, memorize these eight scriptures in this order. And It was really weird because he said something hit him. He wrote them down. He'd confess them. He'd declare them. He'd memorize them. And he said something in his spirit began to change. This is Oral Roberts that knew the Bible, you know, from cover to cover pretty much. But God let him start in this particular situation that was overwhelming him. Start with eight scriptures. Then he said he built off of that. You know, he'd add one here and he'd add one there. Okay, so if that worked for him, how about thinking about just eight scriptures? If you want it on finance, they're in there. My God shall supply all your need. God give us the power to get wealth. He put all the gold and silver in the earth and told us to take dominion of it. Um, He delights in the prosperity of his children. Or, you know, um, all the different prosperity scriptures that's in there. Okay, what if it's healing? Go to the concordance, look up healing. What if it's encouragement? David encouraged himself in the Lord. Whatever it is, well, I want to bless somebody. I'll bless you and make you a blessing. All of those are in the Bible. Find what my father-in-law did. Find eight scriptures. Start there. Start somewhere. Like I said, if that's overwhelming, find three. If that's not enough, find nine. Start at the very beginning and move forward. The next question A lot of the things in my box were put there by my upbringing. I could just absolutely roll over, fall off my chair, and giggle on the floor. How well I know that. I didn't even write this question, but it could be penned by Lindsay Roberts. I'm trying to change, but it's hard. How do I break my bad habits? Oh, my. There is an interesting scripture that shows in Matthew... Seek first, it's Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness. It's his ways of doing and being, how he operates, so to speak, in the kingdom. And then it goes on to say, and when you do all the things you shall, you have need of shall be added unto you. Now that follows, it's Matthew 6, Matthew 7, Matthew 8, Matthew 6, 33. I think I said 8, but I believe it's Matthew 6, 33. If you take a look at it, look where the Lord's prayer is. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Wonderful prayer, wonderful place to start. Our Father, you recognize him as God, who art in heaven. He's the most high God, El Elyon. Hallowed be thy name. You look at him as holy. Thy kingdom come, not my opinion, not somebody else's opinion of me, not my heritage, not my upbringing. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I lay down my opinions or my upbringing and let the will of God happen. Thy will be done on this earth equal to how it's done in heaven. You know, there's no sin, sorrow, sickness, disease, questioning, all that in heaven. Heaven's heaven. Thy kingdom come on this earth equal to how it is in heaven. Give us this day. Oh, I love that. God breaks it down into just sort of one day at a time. Then I don't have to think too far in the box or out of the box. Give us this day our daily bread. That means healing sustenance. And forgive us our trespasses. Wow, we have an opportunity to start over. Wow, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Wow, we also have an opportunity to release people who have done us wrong, taught us wrong, mean, ugly, or whatever. I don't mean ugly the way they look. I mean the way they act. As we forgive those who trespass against us, lead us not into temptation. Talk about direction. (laughs) Talk about direction. Lead us. That'll do for me. But deliver us from evil. Well, wahoo, I love that. For yours, God, is the kingdom. Not me, not my upbringing, not my bad attitude or my good attitude. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory of God. Forever and ever, amen. Wow, start there if you want to. But then go on to seek first the kingdom of God. He said his is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Then it goes on and says, Figure out how it's done. How does God operate in the kingdom? God operates in encouraging words, uplifting words, peace, joy. In fact, he said, the kingdom of God is as a seed that must be sown. And when it's sown, it grows up. Do something out of yourself in a sense if you can. Give something to somebody. Pray for somebody. Why does it say, pray ye one for another that you may be healed? I call it my boomerang prayer. You sow out that seed of prayer so it boomerangs back for your healing. It doesn't say pray one for another that they may be healed. It says pray one for another that you may be healed. Begin to pray for somebody else. Pray for your kids. Pray for your neighbor. You don't have to go lay hands on them if if God doesn't lead you to do that. But you can sit down and spend 30 seconds. Lord, I pray for the children who live next door to me. Lord, I pray for my neighbor. Lord, you know, maybe you can make a pie. You might not want my pies necessarily. You may not necessarily want my cooking. I do make good cookies though. But something that you can do that you give of yourself and begin to get over yourself by being a giver. Give us this day. God gives. So follow that pattern to be a giver. What you sow, that shall you also reap. So try and sow a smile. Sow kindness. Start somewhere. And I believe if you just put a toe in, if you just start somewhere, teeny step, I call them baby steps. You may have half a baby step, but I believe if you sow in faith, God will do something to multiply it back to you.
I pray that for you today. I pray that God encourages you. I pray God uplifts you. I pray you have a day filled with the joy, not of the circumstance, but the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. I pray for you today in every area of your life that you can start somewhere and start by this one. For God so loved. Know that you are loved by God, John 3, 16. God, didn't send his, God did not send his son Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That word saved is amazing. It's like the totality of saved, healing. It's the word sozo, S-O-Z-O, the totality and completeness of what you need. I pray for you to know how much God loves you. And I pray for you to have a glorious day, encouraging day, uplifting day, and a day filled with joy in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to connect with me. You can connect with me by this podcast. You can go online, seek it out, and let's talk. As a matter of fact, I really pray that you discover you're worth more than you think. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To connect with Lindsay on social media, follow her on Instagram at Lindsay Roberts Official. To get a copy of Lindsay's brand new book, Discover Your True Worth, simply search Discover Your True Worth on Amazon.com. We'll see you next week.